0: Yeah, it's the Super Bowl, right? You basically, like, you get your grandma tuning into the Super Bowl just to see who
1: wins, but she doesn't care about golf. My mom's going to text me and, like, Jordan Spieth's doing so great, and I'll get that text only during Master's Week.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Shane Happens. I'm Travis. and joined by my boy, Ryan. How's it going, man?
1: What's going on, dude? Happy to be back with another episode. It's Master's Week, baby! I
0: know, man. It's crazy. It doesn't feel... The same because we had masters just in November, but masters in April, there's nothing better than that. I'm so excited right. to get the week going.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it is kind of funny that the back to back majors are the masters, but you know, the last one really didn't feel like it, but but I'm like, it, you're feeling it. I'm in Pinehurst, North Carolina right now. Spring is in full effect, the weather's getting nice. There's pine straw out there, some azalea, you know, it's 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 feeling like masters week. So, so I'm excited, I'm stoked. I think it's going to be. Um, I think we're going to pick up right where we left off. Yeah, and you just you just walked
0: off the course and you played number two today at Pinehurst.
1: Yeah, I literally just got done playing number two um, about an hour hour and a half ago. Played with my my son. He he's never walked eighteen holes before. He's ridden with me a bunch of times, but never walked yeah. eighteen. And uh, he got to walk 18 for the first time on Pinehurst Number Two. He played wow. great. I, I played pretty good. It was it was awesome, man. What an experience. We have Papa Rusty just setting the bar high for the young boy. That's awesome, man. He'll yeah, probably sleep yeah, like a yeah. champ tonight. I'm taking it. I, I I'm hoping. I'm hoping. He's been he's been every every night we're here. Dad, can we play hide and seek and it's fucking midnight? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all
0: I think tonight you and your girl might have some time to yourself. I think he's going to be pretty tired. So, dude, we had a monster week in golf last week. We had um, our boy take the championship. Let's just head over to the first tee and let's just dive right into everything going on right now. This week in San Antonio, Jordan Spieth uh, finally made it back into the winner's circle. I think it was about four years from his previous win. So, huge, huge moment for him and his career to get back. I mean, he's won a ton. He's a multi major champion. He's a multi millionaire. The guy's set for life, but from that psychological advantage, he's back in the winner's circle and he's heading to Augusta this week. A place that he's won before and he could have won a couple of other times. He had some major meltdowns and some some moments, but the guy always plays well there. So it should be interesting to see how he does in Augusta. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm really happy for Jordan. He's one of the good guys. And
1: yeah. I don't
0: know. I don't know what you think, but like He's one of the top three or four players that really moves the needle in golf uh, outside of Tiger. And we're in a moment right now where Tiger won't be playing again for the foreseeable future. We still don't really know what's going on, but really good for the game of golf to have Jordan step back into the winner's circle. I think we'll have a lot of eyes on Augusta as we always do but people will be excited for Spieth.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, we we touched on that, you know, his star power uh, a few episodes ago. If if you recall episode 15, if you look on Spotify, uh, episode 1 of this new season, like literally my first episode on with you and we had a buy or sell segment if you recall, and you for said, call. "Will Will Jordan Speith win a championship in 2021?" And I did not I did not fucking hesitate. I said, "Bo bye." And what happens? <laughs> just, just, just three short weeks later, he's already on top. And what, what did Travis do? Ooh, I think he sold. So, oh, so, man, folks, I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm sorry, man. Just, just going forward, neither of us are analysts. But if you are gonna, for whatever reason, take our stupid words for who's gonna win tournaments or who's gonna play well, yeah, I think the needle's moving over to listen to what Coach Rossi says. I, I, I think, I, I think so. I think so. But we're gonna, we're gonna, you know. We're we're gonna have this little back and forth, you and I. That's what I love about this podcast. And we're gonna we're gonna make some picks, you know, here in a little bit about who we think's gonna do well in the Masters and stuff. But hey, I told you Jordan Spieth would be back in the winning circle, the winner circle. He is. It's great to see, and it's also just so great that he's in form, coming off of a win and going into Augusta where he has dominated before. Yeah, I mean he's dominated there
0: before. He's had a couple of tournaments where he was just right there. Uh, he had a near miss with Bubba Watson winning the year before his championship. He had it in the bag the year after and lost to Danny Willett after his meltdown on 12. So, I mean, listen, if anybody's going in as a favorite this week, it's, it's for sure Jordan Spieth. I just wish I put some money on him a couple of months ago when he was taking form because the odds were like really, really bad for him to go into Augusta. Right. And now they're looking didn't, phenomenal. Didn't...
1: Didn't someone just make a bet on him for Valero? Like twelve grand or something?
0: Yeah, on FanDuel, they put twelve grand down and ended up winning ninety thousand dollars through right. FanDuel. So
1: so if I'm that guy, I'm taking that ninety K of course, but I'm taking that same twelve grand and putting it on him for for Augusta. I have to. Oh, you have absolutely. to absolutely. Yeah. You gotta just double down.
0: So double down. Yeah. Go to FanDuel, put your money on, on Jordan feet right. and win some dough. So, no, I'm super stoked for him. But, I mean, all things Masters this week. I mean, I'm so stoked for the, the first major of the season. I always like that it kicks off at the Masters. It's such a great time of year, whether you're going to be there, whether you're going to be watching it on TV. Uh, it's a great time. I always love seeing people post about the Masters where they've got, like, five screens up, whether at oh, work yeah. or at home. And just – it's just like – I don't know. And I posted something about it this week because it's so true. You have people who don't even watch golf that just come out of nowhere and watch the Masters. And right. someone, it's like it's like
1: watching the playoffs of like NFL or anything right, like yeah. that, You know, yeah, it's the Super Bowl, right? You
0: basically like you get your grandma tuning into the Super Bowl just to see who wins, but she doesn't care
1: about golf the right. entire year, right? My mom's going to text me and like, Jordan Spieth's doing so great. And I'll get that text only during <laughs> master's week.
0: <laughs> so, someone commented, this is kind of too soon because our boy Tiger is still recovering, but someone commented on one of my posts. It's like, yeah, this is when my mom's going to text me and ask if she, if I think Tiger Woods is going to win the master's. Because <laughs> <laughs> these people just <laughs> don't even know what's going on. They just know mm-hmm. the master's is going on. So, right but I'm stoked, man. It's, it's limited number of fans. Uh, I heard, uh, they're doing like crazy COVID tests to get into Berkman's place. Um, I'm still, I'm still going there, but I don't have tickets. So if anyone's listening to the podcast and they're like, Hey Travis, we want to give you an extra couple of tickets. Well, I'll take them. Uh, cause I'll probably end up scalping some on the street and pay an absurd amount of money. But yeah, yeah I'm going to go and I, I'm hopeful, but knowing that it's limited, I don't know that I'll be able to get in. So
1: yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be Fort Knox, dog. But hey, I mean, I don't think it's a bad plan. I really don't. I, yeah, I, I mean, wish you the best.
0: Hey, if all else fails, I'll just go to the Hooters and hang out with John Daly, you know? So that's the plan. That's the backup <laughs> yeah, <of> plan. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now totally. we're in master season. Um, let's talk a couple things. One, I want to ask you a question here just to kind of get your take. And I'd love to hear, you know, from our, our listeners what their take would be. But Augusta Nationals like the promised land in golf. I mean, I've got the chance to walk it a couple of times. Never played. I had some friends I actually played with a guy um, last week here in Dallas who played Augusta a couple months ago, and he was just showing me all these pictures and telling me about it. And I guess from the members' tees, it's actually not that difficult of a course. I mean, the greens are lightning fast, but the park fives are reachable. Um, there's a lot of slope and um, you know elevation changes, so your ball can get a tremendous amount of roll and stuff. But right, I mean. Being there, it's like, how do I get on Augusta? And I have this wishful, optimistic thing in my head and in my heart that somehow, some way I'm going to get the chance. Like there's going to be someone who, hey, come out and play with us or something. Like I, I have a lot of life to live, I hope. So I hope that happens and I hope that you get the chance too. But if that never happens and we were afforded the opportunity to pay to play Augusta, what's that number? I mean, what is the number that you would pay to play there?
1: Yeah, to to pay to play Augusta. I I mean, I already have my number, because because don't get me wrong, I've thought about this in 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 my in my sleep. I think about playing Augusta, and uh, I think that number for me, I think, would be right around five grand. I, I I I don't think that there's really many golf courses out there where they're asking for five grand. But if if there was and they were asking, it, it would have to be Augusta for me to get. To to pay, to to have to pay that amount. So I think that would be fair. I mean, think about it. It's, it's literally, you're going to, you're probably going to get a once in a lifetime chance at that, right. If you were offered a a deal and you know, I mean, you're, you're already paying, you know, 500 bucks to go play some seriously nice courses, but they're not going to be that memorable experience. They're not going to be Augusta, you know, all these major championship courses, right. There's, there's tons of them out there. And I think that it goes to show like the fact that Major. It's golf's best major. That's my opinion, and and it's funny because it's at the same course every year. You know, U.S. Open we've got different courses, PGA Championship different courses, and the Open Championship different courses. But you know, I, I've played a bunch of U.S. Open courses. I've played PGA Championship courses, and they're great, but they're a diamond dozen. Like let's be honest, and they're never in the in the shape that that you you want to be playing them in, you know, and, and not to say Augusta might be, but I do five grand. Like yeah. I'd save, I'd save for a year. I'd write it <laughs> off as a business expense since we're in the industry and and we're good. We're good. Yeah. Five grand. Yeah. That, that's my number. What about you,
0: man? I, so I have a story that like, it didn't really make sense to me uh, when I went to the masters the first time. Um, but now that I've been there, now I'm doing a little better in my life. Like I, I understand where this guy was at and what he was saying. But when I first went, it was with Billy Casper's family. His grandson's a good friend of mine and it was the year Billy had passed away. So when I got to go, I got clubhouse badges. I got to go like behind the ropes and go to the media center. And I was like just starting out with like the social media and golf stuff. So I, I knew and I appreciated everything that I got. It was amazing. But now I think today if I had that opportunity it would be a lot different. Um, so with that being said, before Billy had passed away um, Ashton had reached out to me and one of our other friends and this other friend is just, he crushes it. He makes million plus dollars a year. Okay. And he offered us an opportunity to play in this turn, this round with Billy at Augusta the weekend before, I think it was Saturday or Sunday before the players started showing up and it was for charity and they get to play with Billy and some other people and stuff. And it was like $15,000 or something. And I like I had to pay to like go still even after Billy passed away. Like I, I donated to Billy's charity. I think I donated like $2,000 or something like that. But I got to go for like three days. I got to do everything that no one can do. Um, and I'm forever grateful for that experience. But when he said like that guy said yes within a second. Okay. And at the time I'm like 15 grand. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Like what can I go spend with that money? Like all that stuff. And now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, he could have played Augusta for 15 grand, but he would have got to play with Billy Casper who's a reigning champion and probably got to hear all these great
1: stories and all that stuff. Knows all the lines for every putt. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And I thought he was crazy at the moment, but now I'm thinking like, I would probably do the same. Like if I had the money, I'd pay it. If I didn't have the money, I'd probably crowdsource and figure out a way to make it happen or take out a alone from some buddies or something like that. But right. I don't know, man. I think that might be the number. Maybe it's 20 just because if it's five or if it's less than five and that opportunity is open to more people, maybe that you wouldn't have the chance. Yeah, that's a good point. If someone called me and said, Hey, you want to play Augusta tomorrow, but it's five grand. Yeah, of course I'm going to find a way to make that happen. Right. So, but I don't know. I mean, I hope that we both have the chance to play there at some point, but I just, you know,
1: I mean, so here, here's my deal. If it's 15 grand, I have to know that like probably a good year in advance or we're going to, we're going to have to crowdsource it. Like I I would have no shame saying like, to my followers, I'd put a post out and saying, Hey guys, I got an opportunity to go play Augusta. It's $15,000. Like, I'm going to start a little page. You can donate if you guys want to see me go there. I'll get inside the ropes. I'll create a ton of content and I'll make it feel as if you guys were there with me. And I feel 100%. like that, that that would happen. I feel, I feel like that wouldn't be like a greedy thing to ask for you know? No, but I mean, uh, shit. we have friends that are asking
0: for money for their Vegas trips and, or, and raise $2,000 or, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think, or for, or for
1: a, some some friends now that are, are asking for money for uh, pics of their titties on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? So, That's unfortunate. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that you'd be able to make it happen, even if it was like next week and it was a big number. I think you could make it happen. still. I mean, just because like everyone would know. I mean, listen, if a good friend of mine had an opportunity or a page that I followed that I was a big fan of had an opportunity like that, I would gladly donate a couple hundred bucks or something like that for that cause so because. I You put something good out there like that for somebody. When it comes back to your turn, other people are going to treat you like the same way. But yeah, I mean, we'll have to drop a post that asks our listeners what they pay because I'd really like to see what the average answer is because I think it'd be probably around that five to ten k mark.
1: Yeah, I I did a I did a post last year um, for the Masters or maybe the year before I can't remember cause we're all jumbled up, but um, yeah, I, 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 put a post out. I think 5k was like the, the median and see what we get.
0: Yeah. I'm curious too. And I, I would wonder if you go, which I've talked to some people who have gone, they get to play a couple times cause there's usually not a lot of people on property. So, I mean, if it's 5k, or 10k, would you have the ability to play like three rounds in a day or something like that, which would make it even all that much better, right? So, yeah,
1: yeah, 5k, 10k. I better get a replay. You
0: think, (laughs) right?
1: Damn, all
0: right. So, moving on to this week's Masters. So, we've got a lot of great people in the field. We're going to be without Tiger Woods. Brooks Kepka made it back, he posted kind of a funny. Meme kind of uh, announcing that he would be there at Augusta. He was out there today in to practice round. Um, Brooks has finished very high in the last two or three Masters that he's played, and obviously he always shows up in majors. That's what he what he lives for. So uh, we were over on our picks at the uh, Dell Match Play. Uh, here yeah. we are now at the Masters, first major. We have to make predictions. So let's go ahead and do our pick to win, like our main pick to win. And let's put the 100 back on the table for that.
1: Well, and let's we'll have this. The dark I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was 100 bucks. We came out even. So, in, in golfing terms, but all our golfers that are listening that like to gamble on the golf course, that would be a carryover in my book. So, I think we're going to have to up it to 200 bucks.
0: Okay. All right. Does the dark horse bet count too? Is it either or or is it just the main guy?
1: Or do you want to go 100 each? 100 we'll for main, 100 for dark horse? Okay. Yeah, I, like let's do it. I like that. I like that. I like yeah, it. So we're going to okay. have
0: two players out there that we both think have good chances. One are both, both darker. I think both of mine are kind of dark horses to be honest with you, but I find good about both of them. Um, so I'll start with my dark horse and then we'll go with yours and we'll go with the, the main guys. But my dark horse is my boy, Kevin Knott. I think he's going to win a major at some point in his career. Um, he's strung along a lot of victories over the last couple of years. He's knocking on the door to make, a President's Cup, a Ryder Cup team, um, you know, a major championship, I think, is in his future. I'd love to see it happen at Augusta. Um, that's where I met him for the first time, him and his caddy Kenny. So I think the chances are good for Kevin. I think he's going to be coming out playing really well. I think he had a little burn out there towards the end of the players where he withdrew. He's back in the swing of things. My boy Kevin Knott he's
1: going to win the Masters. Okay, that's, that, that's a dark, dark horse. <laughs> yeah, it is. It yeah, is, and I love it. it, though. I love it. I'm, I mean, so, so mine is my, my dark horse pick, and it may not seem like a true dark horse, but I mean, he, he hasn't won there yet, and it's, it's Tony Finau. I feel like he's had a couple good showings at Augusta, um, just really hasn't broken through. And I would love to see him win a major there. I think he'd look good in a green jacket. I, th- I think that he would be a great master champion. I think it would be great for golf. But I just think that when Tony's on, he, he's he's right there with, with the best of them for sure. So that, that's my dark horse pick. Um, so we got we got Tony versus Kevin. Yeah, that's, I love that magic.
0: pick. I love Tony. I mean, dude, wouldn't it be cool that, you know, he's been so close knocking on the door for so long. I mean, he won yeah. uh, a few years ago. He won in Puerto Rico, right? So he, what was his only or, win?
1: yeah i think you're correct we can fact yeah check so that or... yeah
0: so he um i mean i'm sure instagram will fact check that for us but um at the end of the day he's knocked on the door quite a bit here recently he's gotten a lot of heat for being a player who's top five top ten finisher but at the end of the day like the guy is just racking up stacks of, of benjis he's killing it um living a great life but it'd be cool if the, the win that he gets the break through is freaking out of augusta like that would be yeah. amazing
1: Yeah, I think it would, it would open a lot of doors for him uh, from a confidence standpoint. And I think that once he gets that, that under his belt, you know, there's just going to be more majors to come for him. I mean, he's plenty long off the tee. He's he's a hell of a player. And, um, I mean, he, he's just, he's just such a good guy. And I got to meet him at the U S open and kind of hang with him a little bit. And he was just super personable and very welcoming and just a really good dude. And his family's always out there. His wife's great too. And his, his, his kids and, and, um, he, he's just a really good uh, role model for kids that are out there too. So really hope that uh, he does well. And uh, I, 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 I'd be willing to place another hundred. He gets a top 10. I, I really feel it, but. All right, let's we, do it. Uh,
0: I mean, Hey, we're throwing out bets right now. Let's do it. I mean, cause if right, he does sure. it and I have I'll, to pay
1: you, I'd be happy for him. So okay, I, I, live it. I, I love it. I love it. It's good. So all
0: right, I like that. So we got Kevin Na and we have Tony fee. Now let's go to our, uh, our top picks. So we'll go ahead and start with you. Who you got taking this thing home?
1: All right. So uh, we had that by ourselves. Uh, Jordan Spieth. He was in the circle. I told you he was. Jordan Spieth to win the Masters. That's 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 my pick. And it's, it's because he's been there and he knows the course. He knows how to win and he's coming off of a win. Everything is just pointing towards a Jordan Spieth win. And it would be just like, you know, it wouldn't be a tiger comeback, but it would just be that signature Jordan Spieth just dagger that just gets the people going. You know, we, yeah. we've talked about it. He has that star power. He has that just extra something about him that you just can't really describe. You can't put it into words. And so, just just to see him gradually get back into form, then get a win the week before Augusta, it's like the stars are aligning for Jordan yeah. Spieth, and I, I sure hope they are. And then, and, and that's my pick. That's my pick to win the Masters and. I'm pretty confident with that pick.
0: Listen, I don't hate it. I'd love to see it. Uh, I already have a meme like, oh, you thought I was back. but well, now I'm back after you <laughs> yeah, went back like to it. back weeks. But dude, that yeah, would be amazing. And he's going to go in with really like a zero fucks mentality. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, he got back in the winner's circle. He just shut up a ton of haters. He's already won at Augusta. I mean, he's already proved himself over and you know, I know he's going to put pressure on himself to win because he wants to win badly, but he really can go in there with zero fucks mentality and yeah. that's dangerous. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're playing well and you have that mentality, it's dangerous for the rest of the field. So I'd love to see him go out and just bring back that 2015 uh, frame you, of mind and go 20 under or something.
1: You gotta do me a favor. If he, if he wins, you gotta make a meme for me. You need to make a a, a meme of him pointing and Michael Greller right there and then the, the green jacket and the guy holding it on the hanger in the background and it says, go get that. <laughs> That's what, right. that's what you got to make for me. All right. I will make a note right now. I'm going to make that
0: meme. I'm going to make that meme now. So it's ready to go. So Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. So my pick, um, I'm going to go with, I was going to go with somebody else, but I just changed my mind. So I'm going to oh. go, I'm going to go with Justin Rose. Ooh. Okay. This is a guy who actually, when Jordan won in 2015, um, I think finished second, which was still like a country mile behind Jordan. Cause he just played so well. But Jordan's played really well at the at the Masters. Or, sorry, Justin's really played really well at the Masters in 2015, 2017. He played really well, um, finishing strong. Um, the odds for him are super good. So we talked about betting uh, Jordan Spieth on FanDuel last week um, at at the Bolero, or someone won 90 grand. I mean, the odds were plus plus uh, 10,000 for Justin Rose to win the Masters right now. So it's wow. like. The odds are pretty good. So, I mean, if you're a betting person and you're on FanDuel or whatever, like throw some money at him. I mean, he's going to finish strong. He's going to finish high. But he's a competitor. He has one major championship under his belt. Uh, He knows the course really well. He's played really well there over the years. I think he's due. I think he for sure will be someone who dons a green jacket uh, in the future. But I don't know. I just feel good about Justin Rose. And what's cool is I had a chance. I got to meet him at the Masters that year that I was there. We went to a tailor-made party. And there were a ton of people there um, that we got to meet, but Justin Rose was like the one guy who I got to spend an extended period of time with. And he was just the coolest guy ever. So mm-hmm. um, I'd love to see him win. I mean, he's a good family guy. He's just a good guy to his fans. So team Rose, I'm going to go with Justin well, Rose winning the masters. Hopefully,
1: uh, hopefully they'll have a, uh, a, a Mira party for you or whatever, or, or Zexio <laughs> or whatever he's playing, but, but he's, um, not,
0: he's not a Hanma anymore. Is he?
1: No, what, what's he gaming? I, I don't, don't even know. know. I have you know, no idea. We'll, we'll, we'll dig in and we'll, we'll see if we can get you into that part we'll get you on the list. he need to get a set of
0: Cobra irons. That's so what, he
1: so to what was what was your other pick? You said you changed your mind. What was your other pick? I was going to go with Jason Day.
0: And I hope Jason's okay. not listening to this. I'm sorry, but I hope he wins some Masters too. But I don't know, man. I just have this feeling right
1: now. I just Justin Rose, Justin Rose. So, okay. I, if I had to pick a backup, I would probably go Justin Thomas. I I I had a top five. We thought we were going to do a top five thing before we uh, got into this. So I had a top five in mind, and mm-hmm. I really like JT as well. I, I mean, dude, there's so many guys out there that are playing really good golf right now, and um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good Masters, man. I mean, Tiger excluded, it's still gonna be great, and I think the viewership's probably gonna be really high. Um, first Masters back in April in a while, so it's, oh, it's yeah. going to be good, man. I'm stoked. Well, I, I have one
0: thing that I can guarantee you, that Charlie Hoffman will probably be at the top of the leaderboard after round one. He always is. I don't is. even think he's I mean, playing. Are you sure?
1: I don't even think he's in the oh, field. Oh, man,
0: that would suck. I he's know, always... dude.
1: Dude, that's that's what I was saying, because when I was going through the field and I was, like, making my top five picks, Charlie Hoffman's always in my top five. Like yeah. – He's always
0: right there at the top,
1: man, <laughs> <He's> always. at always... the <laughs> He's always there, and it's like if he's not in the field, I'm pretty sure he's not in the field. You have to check for me real quick if you can. But it's like nothing, nothing like seeing Charlie Hoffman with the uh, with the the bucket hat, and the snapback on, and the green glove, just in like full Augusta spirits and just out there looking like a goober. But just he reminds me so much of um, of uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber. Like does uh, he not? But,
0: like, oh yeah, that one. There's one picture out there on Google if you Google Charlie Hoffman where he's got the 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 hairy look like he's smiling off into the distance he looks exactly (laughs) like harry when he's shitting like massive diarrhea on the toilet so yep yeah but uh, uh all right well the picks are in let's see what the people think we'll have them pick their picks as well but i feel good about mine i like yours too if any of them win i'm happy about it so absolutely let's move let's move over to the buy or sell segment First things first, here. This one, I made a, a meme and posted about it today. Will Rory McIlroy ever get the green jacket?
1: Dude, I, I, I'm gonna sell. Oh, sell. <laughs> wow. It, 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 dude, you know, because that isn't that the last one he needs for the Grand Slam.
0: That's it, man.
1: Lots of pressure. I don't, I don't think he's gonna get it. I don't think he's gonna get it. I, I, I. It sounds so fucked up to say that. It really does. But, like, I, I just don't see the, the Rory that needs to be there to win a major. I just don't see it anymore. I think there's a lot going on in his personal life. I don't think his games where it needs to be. I think – I mean, do I feel bad making that, that, that choice? And do I think that I'm probably wrong? Yes. But if, if I was a betting man – and I'm going to put my money on the line. I'm going to say no. I don't. I don't think he's going to get it. I think that. Well, you um, are a betting guy. You're throwing out fucking bets left and yeah, right yeah, on this we podcast. Got, yeah, so. we got like three hundred dollars on the line on this podcast already. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, <laughs> you know. But if we were to lay down another bet right now, my money is that he doesn't. I think that um, personally, I think he's kind of passed his his prime, not physically but mentally. Uh, I think he's lost his competitive edge a little bit. Um, you know, I think he shows up in, in some big events like, you know, Ryder cup and stuff like that. And, and I, I, and that's great. Um, but yeah, I just really don't, don't see it happening. And, uh, it's so, it's so, it's so tough to say that, but you got to think about it in this, in this aspect too, you know, The game's evolving so rapidly. The growth of this game is is incredible, especially throughout COVID. And we've got so many young guys coming up. We've got a lot of new amateurs coming up. Uh, You know, young dudes like Colin Morikawa and and these dudes that are filling out the field that are just playing such good golf and already winning major championships. And I think there's going to be a lot less room for these veterans to come in and and, and win like they're used to winning. And um, it's just a a lot more difficult and it's a lot more competitive right now. So... I mean, do I hope he does? Yes, but do I think he will? No. All right, I'm going to buy, and here's why, okay?
0: I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that he's got a big hurdle to overcome, I think, mentally at Augusta. I think that he definitely – his game looks great some weeks, and some weeks it's just not there, or there's just big components of his game that are missing. But like, think about Augusta and, and Rory is he's in phenomenal shape. And he takes really good care of his body. Maybe not so much in the past. You see those fat Rory pictures and stuff. I love those pictures. I miss, that Rory. I miss him too, but he's, he's, he's fit. He takes really good care of himself. I think he's going to have a very long career and he's going to always be right there and invited to play at Augusta. Um, Cause he's always going to be ranked highly in the world. Um, I think Augusta, or I know Augusta is a course where you can win at an old age. So even if it takes him another eight years of him getting through whatever the hell he's going through, you know, he's going to be left with the open and he's gonna be left with the masters where he could still get maybe more majors. And so you get guys who are always there at the, at the end at Augusta that are long hitters or straight hitters uh, that are in contention. So I feel like Rory will have multiple chances to do it and it might not be right away, but I will say though, that, Every year that goes by where he doesn't win this thing, the more pressure is going to be on him. And so it'll be interesting to hear how he, or see how he deals with that pressure. But I'm going to buy, I don't know when. It could be this week, but I don't think so. I think that he'll win it at some point in his career. So, all right. Aces. There's lots of aces that happen at Augusta. I don't remember the last ace I saw on number 12, which would be an amazing hole to get an ace on.
1: When was the last time you saw ace on twelve? can you even recall one? We'll have to look. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, I mean, so, I, don't, I don't really keep tabs on anything other than uh than sixteen.
0: <laughs> yeah, sixteen. So sixteen is an epic Go ahead par three. Dive in. Yeah, you can you can skip it across the pond. There was a hole in one on sixteen last year. I think John Rom skipped it across and made an ace. I think is what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, uh, he
1: did that that skip. That was for like the a practice round, I believe. Practice round not.
0: skip. Yeah, but um, at the end obviously. of the day, there's a lot of there's aces that happen. Bryson DeChambeau got his first and only ever ace on number 16 two years ago. Um, I think in the last round, meaningless round or something like that for him, but he made an ace. But love the hole. I mean, love to see these guys play that hole and watch the ball fall down and and near aces all the time. But by our cell, are are we going to see an ace on number 16 this week at the Masters in tournament play?
1: Yeah, in tournament play. and, And I think that we should narrow it down to Sunday pin. Cause that's the one that, that like matters. That's the one where the aces are like more eventful because you, you throw it to the, to the back left center of the green and it just funnels down. It, it's so fun. Like I play that game, the golf club. Um, and they, they have a, a guy that recreated Augusta and it's like perfect to the specs and I just throw them in there and let them funnel down all day. I, I think on Sunday to answer the question, I'm gonna buy. I think there's gonna be an ace on Sunday. And and you know, that, that's tough because you know, obviously we've got we've got we don't have the full field on Sunday. There's cut line. So if mm-hmm. few were fewer opportunities, but that Sunday pin, man, there's nothing like a good hole in one roar on sixteen uh at, at Augusta on a Sunday. So I'm gonna buy. I hope it happens. I couldn't tell you which player it's gonna be, but uh Why don't, don't we do this? I, if I was guess a player man,
0: <laughs> guess a player right now, okay, that you think it will be. And if that player makes it on Sunday, I'll give you five hundred bucks.
1: Francesco Molinari.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good pick. You know he'll be there on Sunday.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll be there because
0: he was in my top five to win as well. Frankie. All right, do not make that ace, Frankie, or I'll be so fucking pissed. But all right. <laughs> he'll make anybody. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I know he won't yes. even celebrate. That's the thing <laughs> with him. Is he, he, no, he'll go run and give Tommy Fleetwood a big kiss on the lips. Probably.
1: It'll. It'll either be him or. Okay, you make your other pick, and I'll tell you who else I think it will be. So I don't see. see. I'm. I'm selling. I don't think there will be any son. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll tell you yeah. my other pick real quick. Louis Ustazen, That fucker just makes shit oh. happen that Augusta. Albatross yeah. on two, remember that? Whew. Oh, that's probably the best shot I've ever seen. Well,
0: outside of Tiger's chip on sixteen, that we're you know, if we're talking about sixteen, that chip on right. sixteen was unreal. But okay, that let's double... let's
1: let's be real though. That that albatross was way better than Tiger's chip. It's just Tiger that did it. I mean, no, was... I know.
0: Well, the 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 timing of when Tiger did it and that crowd. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then yeah. the dramatics, the th- the theatrics of that ball rolling in and then the Nike okay. logo. I mean, it's just like. Couldn't be Hollywood. Couldn't have made that any better. Yeah, you know? yeah, never. Yeah, but that dub, that albatross, the double eagle, whatever you want to call it by Louis was unbelievable. I mean, right. unbelievable. So I love Louis, Louis, dude. When I was in Abu Dhabi, they did this like event the night before at some like racetrack where some of the pros went and they hit. Uh, it was kind of like a Top Golf at a racetrack, and all the pros were wearing like shorts and tennis shoes and a hoodie. He shows up in like a flannel and jeans, <laughs> and it's so t- Louis. And it's tucked into his jeans. I was like, this guy is something else, man. I love this. Guy.
1: Oh, I saw pictures of that. I did. I remember yeah. seeing it. Yeah, he just did not yep. care,
0: dude. But okay, so five hundred bucks. fits Frankie that jars one on sixteen goes into Ryan's pocket. So, but I'm gonna sell. I don't. I think we're gonna have a lot of near misses. A lot of uh, people who scare the hole. But I don't think anyone's gonna make it. So okay. All right, next one
1: here buy or sell, is Patrick Reed the worst Masters champion of all time? I'm selling. I'm selling immediately. I think Danny Willett was the worst Masters champion of all time. Like, okay, 100%. Okay. I'm only going based off of like how I physically felt, like emotionally, in deep down inside. When Danny Willett Willett won, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and then everything that happened afterwards and all the, the backlash and shit he was getting with him and his brother and whatever that story was like, it was just like, dude, like, come on, like Danny, Willett, Like, I've never even seen this guy before really, you know, obviously he's a great player. He's fantastic. He's a major champion, but you know, like just so uneventful and he just, he comes off like a, like an asshole. I don't know the guy. I don't care if he's listening. So him as a major champion, like, it, it didn't excite me, especially as a masters champion. But when Patrick Reed won, was I kinda of bummed. I was like, yeah. But it's also like, you know, you're you you wanna you wanna kinda hop on the bandwagon with how everybody else feels too, you know? It's just it's yeah. just kind of fun to hate on on Patty Reed a little bit, you know, but I, I he, at the end of the day, there's still a lot of people that love him. He's still captain America, you know, mm-hmm. he, you know, so, so, I mean, you can't hate on the guy too bad. And I got to spend a little time with him and Kessler at the, uh, at the U S open and, and kind of got to kind of see their back and forth on the range a little bit and talk to him a little bit. And they were actually pretty cool guys. So, you know, yeah. I, 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 understand the, 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 hate towards Patrick Reed. I get it. I, I, am a golfer. I, 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 I'm a big fan of it as well. And I see it all the time, but Danny Willett, man, just awful. Oh, God, like
0: yeah. Well, think about it this God way: we had we had three years of champions that were I didn't like at all. I mean, you had Willett winning a major that I felt he didn't really deserve. I feel like Jordan right. lost that Masters, and so I was left that same way. I was like sick to my stomach. Then you had Sergio winning, which. I've I've met Sergio now, and I, I've I've liked my ex- encounter with him. Um, but you didn't really—he's a guy, like, you know, rooting against him at Ryder Cups, his meltdowns on the course and stuff. It wasn't the guy who you like loved to see win, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was one of those journeymen who was always labeled as like a got, best player to never win a, a major, yeah. kind of like what Ricky always a bridesmaid. Right? Right? Yeah, you get right. like a Ricky in there now, where it's like, okay, when's Ricky going to win a major? So to see someone finally make it over the top good for him so you got that and then you had Patrick Reed I'm gonna go ahead and sell on this where a lot of people follow probably would say that what are you thinking like you hate Patrick Reed I don't hate Patrick Reed I'll be the first to admit when I was at Hazeltine at the Ryder Cup I was there I was following I was wearing my red white and blue I was cheering on Patrick Reed he was Captain America and I'll tell you what he's like one of the only players who like just breathes you know and sweats and you know, fights for um, you know America in these team events, and you love to see it. Um, and so, I can't say that I hated Patrick Reed. I think what really sucked was when he won. My favorite player, Ricky Fowler, was right there behind him, and it was probably the closest that he had to win a major at that point or ever in his career. And the flagstick on 17, like saved Patrick Reed's ass. If he didn't hit the flag stick, he probably doesn't get up and down. He doesn't, he makes a bogey. They go to a playoff. Ricky was playing lights out on that back nine, probably wins, you know? And mm-hmm. here we are talking about Ricky Fowler, you know, a master's champion, you know, over the hump, no one's going to give him any shit. So it's, that's where I felt like sick to my stomach with Patrick Reed. Um, and I also have to say this too, like when he won, that's when my memes page started and I started making a lot of jokes around Patrick Reed and my page blew up.
1: I sent you a meme where I put Patrick from Spongebob in a uh, green jacket. <laughs>
0: you did, You did. I remember that.
1: I spent a lot of time on Photoshopping that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and listen, like that's when my page went from like 15,000 followers to like 50,000 followers in like the first couple months because of that. And so I have to kind of like, give that credit to like that moment. So I'm going to have to agree with you. I I was thinking long and hard about other players. And honestly, if I go much further than that, my history, it's just history. It wouldn't be really memory for me. So I'm gonna have to say it's Danny Willett too. Like when I look at Danny Willett, I like look at him and I punch him in the face because that's a major that Jordan should have won. And I also his brother and all the shit that he was saying, it makes you think that that's what Danny feels too. And I'll tell you what, he got lit up at the Ryder Cup. Oh, yeah. I was there. He was getting lit up and I didn't feel bad for him at all. I was like, you know what? Right. We're probably treated just as bad or worse when we go over to Europe or whatever. So gloves are off, have fun. And he definitely, he cost his team big time that week. All right, last one here. This is a fun one. We got to see Charlie Woods have his tournament TV debut at your home club at the Ritz-Carlton in yep. Orlando. And he did not disappoint. I mean, he played lights out. He made it eagle with his own ball. Um, you know, he was pointing to his dad to give him a thumbs up telling him my drive's great. Don't worry about hitting. And I mean, it was just awesome. I mean, it was like the best moment on TV that we've had in a long time and love to see it. So there's a lot of pressure on Charlie Woods as to whether or not he's going to further his career in golf and, and, be like his dad. I mean, he's always going to be living up to his dad, right, if he ever takes up a career in golf. But do you think we're ever going to see a Charlie Woods appearance at Augusta National, buy or sell?
1: Buying, 100%. That is if he decides that golf is the the path that he wants to take. I mean, obviously he has an amazing skill set. And, 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 I mean, any kid at that age that can go out to a golf course that they've never played and put on a show like he did is is has the full skill set to become – an amazing player, hundred percent, you know, with the right coaching, the right mental coaching as well. He'll for sure be a PGA tour player as long as he stays healthy and he stays motivated and and driven in, in that game. But the problem with young kids is, you know, how old is he 11 or 12? I I mean, you know, you, you don't know what you want to do. And, and if, and being a father and your father as well, you don't really want to force your kids down down a path. And I understand that, you know, some parents do, just like Tiger's dad kind of pressed the path upon him because he knew it's what it, it, it's what was going to be – it was his destiny, really. And Earl kind of picked up on that and, and, and shoved it down his throat a little bit. But, you know, you, you don't want to do that with kids. And I doubt that that's what Tiger's going to do with his son. I think he's going to parent his kid a lot differently, and I think that already shows um, quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, you 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 just want to do what's best for your kid, but you also want to give your kid the ability to make decisions for themselves. I think that's a, a huge thing. I do when I'm parenting. You know, Liam is, you know, I, I want him to independently make decisions for himself because that's what you're going to have to do when you're when you're an adult, man. I mean, sure. nobody's going to be there to hold your hand and and, and guide you. So. Uh, the sooner you can teach your kid to choose the path that they want to take, I think that's that's going to be beneficial. So if Charlie chooses the path of golf, there's no reason why we shouldn't see him in Augusta uh, one yeah. year. And, and how, how cool would that be? Oh, it'd be amazing. I'm going to buy too. I, I mean, I think that um,
0: – I don't know. I thought about this over the last day when we were talking about topics and stuff. And I think that depending on Tiger's comeback – let's say the Tiger doesn't make it back, right? Let's say that he – is recovering and just can't make it back to, like, the level he feels. Because, you know, Tiger's not going to come back and play if he's not 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to do that to himself or to anybody else. I think he, he'd have no problem probably hanging it up. Um, but Let's say that happens, and which would suck. But let's say that happens. I think that might light a fire even more under Charlie just to see, like, the sour ending to his dad's career and just make him want to go out there even more potentially. Yeah. Um, And I think that Charlie at his age is seeing like his dad in such a great place and being so much better with like the fans and with the media and everything going on that um, I think he'll be kind of more hungry too, for like the limelight and that, that fame and seeing everything his dad is able to accomplish and how, you know, loved his dad is in the game of golf. I think it's going to motivate him to want to play. So tiger, so tiger doesn't necessarily have to push him, you know, like Earl did. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if he doesn't make it back, I mean, I think it might be something that's like, hey, I gotta I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna pick up my dad, my dad's legacy. And Tiger can now focus on the second chapter of his of his life and kind of mentor and coach Charlie to to get to that level. And you know, obviously he'll have plenty of great coaches and people around him, but what he can learn from Tiger you know, between the ears on the course, and from that competitive standpoint, it will be something he can't learn from anybody else. I mean, Tiger is just yeah. flat out the best. So, I don't know, but I think if you're right, if if he chooses his path, there's no question he'd be great. If he chooses right. to go do something else, which he can do anything he wants in this world, I'm sure all the resources and everything he has, I'm sure he'll be yeah. great at something else too. But. Man, that would be cool, and that would give us something to look forward to in our older age and get to see. I mean, there's already great players coming out that I'm excited about to watch for many years to come, but how sick would that be to see Charlie Charlie Woods playing at Augusta 10 years from yeah. now? You, know. you
1: and i in our, in our in our 60s making 100 dollar bets for charlie woods to win the masters <laughs> on the shake happens pod <laughs> on the on the shake happens pod episode 4067 <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe we'll get charlie as a guest one day we'll see
1: <laughs> that's awesome oh man that's so that's
0: funny. awesome all right so let's move on to our last segment out of bounds
1: four all
0: so there's been lots of talk this dates back to last year okay and we're gonna get raw here for a minute okay but this dates back to last year um after everything that happened during the election season and and all the stuff going on with like equal rights and equality and everything you had people like on deadspin writing articles about whether or not the masters should change their name that it was racist and now you have um people talking about you know the new voting laws in Georgia and the Major League Baseball uh, the league MLB League has decided to pull the all-star game from Atlanta They're gonna relocate it to another location and you have a lot of people putting pressure on the PGA Tour uh, and the PGA of America To do away with the tour championship and put it somewhere else not play it at Eastlake. There's pressure on Augusta National to cancel that event or I don't even know what the hell they're asking them to do because you can't move the masters. But I mean, dude, is enough enough? I mean, is that the answer? I mean, is that the answer to say like, Hey, listen, we don't like what you're doing. So we're going to go ahead and punish you by taking away a sporting event that actually benefits the economy. I mean, there's people there of all races and all beliefs, that that benefits. And even the one thing is the PJ Tour did stand their ground and they said listen, we've been at East Lake for many years. We've actually helped change the community around the golf course and we have our hand in what what's been going on there progressively in a good direction. We're not going to just knee jerk and make a decision to leave. Like we're staying, we're standing by the community and we're going to keep the event there. And I mean, I would say that was a good move. I was happy to see that, but what's with these people, man? I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's just crazy that this is even a conversation that we're having right now.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, I don't want to get super political or anything like that, but I think that it's, there. there's definitely a small group of people that are trying to take advantage of a, of a situation and it's the, the cancel culture activists,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: Uh, and, you know, I, I think that it's, is that going to solve the problem? That's a question you had would ask, and, and the answer is no. It, it's not going to change anything. Whether, um, you know, I I I I get it. I understand. You know, a, a lot of these people's position, but you know, we're talking about Masters in Augusta. Mo- moving the Masters, it, it's just never going to happen. You know, we do have roots there, and and I think that uh, Augusta they they've been very cognizant of, of what people are saying. And I, I think that they're trying to do a lot, especially for like the African-American community. And and they're kind of, you know, trying to grow and, and, and better themselves, uh, of course, obviously. And that's what they need to do. But I don't think moving a championship from Georgia is going to change anything whatsoever. Um, you said the tour did kind of hold their ground. The quote was, our intention to stage an event in a particular market should not be considered as con- – should not be construed as indifference to the current national conversation around voting rights. The PGA Tour fully supports efforts to protect the right of all Americans to vote and to eliminate any barriers that may prevent citizens' voices from being heard and counted. It's the foundation of our great country and and a critical national priority to listen to the concerns of citizens and voter suppression about voter suppression. So I mean, they, they said the right thing there. Uh, there. There's nothing wrong with with what's going on, and and I yeah. think that there's just, it, dude, it I, it jumbles my brain, and, and it kind of it, it kind of gets me mad. I mean, in a way, but you know, I I, I don't think that that moving a championship from Georgia is going to solve anything whatsoever, whatsoever. No. It won't at
0: all. It's just this is so ridiculous. And you've got this, you know, small percentage of people who are making this big push and they're very loud. And I get it. And I think from a corporate standpoint, you have to be very careful and in, in, in so forth of what you say or what you do. And that's kind of unfortunate because that's one of the greatest things about this country is our freedom of speech and freedom of expression and so forth. Right. But it's just uh, it's wild to think that um, it's going to absolutely resolve nothing um, whatsoever. And I just, I can't even believe that that conversation's even be had. So I'm glad the tour is standing ground and nothing's going to happen there, but dude, no clue. And the whole Deadspin article that came out about changing the name of the masters. I mean, that guy didn't even understand like what the meaning of the masters even is and the history of, of the tournament and so forth. So I don't know, man, I just hope we get to a point where we can all just, live our lives and be happy and treat each other you know with respect and and move on because i think that a lot of people are making this divide that there is there are problems that are out there in this world i'm not naive to think that there is there's for sure problems in every city in america but i think that people are trying to put a magnifying glass on something and blow it up that isn't as as big of a deal and i mean that's just that's just my belief i'm just one person um i'm not saying that's the case and that's the exact truth but the end of the day, that's what I believe, and I think that we could all be doing a lot more and spending our time and our energy on other things that are more meaningful, that can help the problems at hand, and we can all move forward together. But everyone's yeah, just yeah. dividing each other, and it's just not going to solve anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, it, it, it's tough being in our position too, where we use social media as a tool, you know, to to provide for ourselves, and and it's it's what we use to to kind of you know, it, it's our platform and, and it's it's our way to, to communicate and, and offer the things we do, our content and and unfortunately some people are using it um, you know, for, for other purposes and, and and like you said, their voices are extremely loud. And unfortunately the, the ones that should be speaking up and the ones who really do have a true opinion on this and their opinions are more valid, they don't have a loud enough voice or a big enough following and um, it's unfortunate. I think, I I hate to say it, but like, I I personally just hate social media. I really do. You know, I, (laughs) I, I, I do. I, I understand that, that I, 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 I use it and I utilize it, but that's because that's a great place for me to showcase my talents and, and create content, which is something that I love doing. I I love Mm -hmm. to do it, but I don't consume nearly as much as I actually create. And, um, you know, it's tough. It's made a lot of voices that don't necessarily need to be so loud, very loud, like you said. No, it
0: does. I mean, I I had a personal page for a long time and I ended up getting rid of it because I was, that was where I would consume a lot of my time on politics and all these different things, which I thought was really good to to keep, you know, on top of and see both points of views. I don't, I don't look at just one side and that's it. I I like to look at both sides so I can have an open mind and just see what everybody's saying. Because you know, people, one side's going to take it to extreme, and so is the other. And so there's always yeah. going to be something in the middle that's more accurate. But I had to do away with it. I was like, "You know, this is too much." And this has come up now. It's gotten to our world of golf. And when I started hearing the rumbles of stuff this last week, I'm like, "What's going on? Like, why? Why, why, why is this even a conversation? This is crazy, you know." Um, yeah. And I know there's yeah. more. There's more to like this law that's been put into place, but it's just like people are mad that you have to show an ID to vote but you have to show an ID to like get your tickets at will call at a major league baseball game you know what I mean it's like what's the I don't know there's more to it than just that obviously but it's just like crazy to me
1: I like what you said though like how you said you know there's the left and then there's the right and then there's the middle and you know I, I think that unfortunately the the voices that are loud are the left or the right but never the middle right because mm-hmm. the middle is not what's going to turn heads it's not it's not what's going to make great headlines and that's unfortunate, man. I, I really think there's more people that are in the middle. I really do. With a lot of these with a lot of these problems and a lot of these issues and, and, and especially this one here. I think there's more people in the middle that are understanding both sides, but they're making a more valid opinion by taking a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then making a little bit more of an educated opinion. But that that's not that's not sexy, man. That's not you know, people yeah. people want want to have these things to talk about, and unfortunately, um, what gets boosted out is is uh, you know uh, more extreme than than yeah. what the reality might be.
0: Well, I mean, listen, you said sexy. Why don't we just go ahead and close with this? Did you see Greg Norman's post tonight? I mean, this guy like first of all, he's in the <laughs> Bodies magazine, and then he comes out with this monster hog. He shows off his like twelve inch cock, like. Uh, on the beach with his dog like six months ago or so. <laughs> Slapping and tonight, the dog in the face. <laughs> yeah, and then tonight he freaking shows his bare ass on social media again. I mean, dude, like what the heck? This guy's just like, I mean, he's like 70 years old and like the most phenomenal shape. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. if you had, it, it, a, it, if you had it, a body of like a shark, photo.
0: I mean, would you be making like sexy trick shots or something? I mean, I, like 100%. I
1: 100. I, I, if I if I was in as good of shape as uh Greg Norman, you bet your ass I I'd be out there with my my dog on the beach posting <laughs> sexy photos or making uh you know you know I I'd be flashing a little leather for some of these trick shots for sure. You know right. I haven't really had the the opportunity to brainstorm sexy trick shots just because you know we're full dad bod. Maybe I should <laughs> just do it anyways and be happy with uh hey, with what I got. You know,
0: dad but, bods are in, man. I'm telling you, that's the way to go.
1: They keep telling me that, but every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, there's no fucking way that's it. <laughs> hey,
0: man, keep doing what you're doing, Greg. I mean, I we'll have to have Greg on the pod at some point because I want to ask him these questions. And I just, I'm like, dude, it seems like every three months or so, another picture Oh, we can up. definitely make that happen. Yeah, we got, we got to make that happen.
1: But it, picks are yeah, in. We got to ask him, like, like what's the goal? What's the, what's what's the, the goal? End goal What's here? the goal with these? You know, like, like, are, are you... I think it's to make guys like
0: us that are like in our 30s or in their 20s even jealous. I mean, it's like, dude, here you got this guy. He's in his 60s or 70s and he's just built. He's just ripped and
1: doesn't give a shit. Okay, buy or sell. Greg Norman lives to over – to 100 years old or over. I'm buying. (laughs)
0: I'm buying, yeah. Dude, think about it. I don't think he lives an adventurous life. I don't think he's – I don't think he's out skydiving and doing all this crazy stuff or swimming with sharks. You know, he's the great white shark, but I think, I think he's living a very healthy lifestyle. Takes good care of himself.
1: I think he's going to live, he's going to be triple digits, dude. I love it. I love it. The, the dude, the dude is, is, is unreal. I, we can only hope to be, to be like Greg. So yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a great photo, great ass. great tan line. Um, I was really admiring the shower. That shower is fantastic. I wish I could, um have a shower like that in my home or even be able to vacation where they have showers like that but uh yeah it was it was uh, it was quite a piece quite a piece yeah good for you greg all right picks are in
0: masters week i'm excited to get this episode dropped um we'll have some good posts this week leading up to the masters to hear everyone's take and uh what they'd pay to go play augusta national but always a pleasure catching up with you man looking forward to next week and talk about who won the masters and looking forward to our next major after this so
1: Absolutely. We'll reconvene Sunday night, brother. Can't wait. All right, man. Take care, coach. All right, bro.